Welcome to the Poppin' Podcast, where Kevin, Nolan, and Ashwin tell you what's poppin'. You're dang right, that's what we're doing. Hello, you beautiful people, and you are the first to experience this episode. It's our growing pains, we're teething, we've got that pacifier The inaugural episode, if you will. Exactly, yeah, this is our our maiden voyage. The The pilot episode. Yes, the champagne bottle has been cracked on our hole, and we are heading out to the new world. And all that we have to do is tell you what we've been watching, what we've been listening to, and what we've been playing. And, and what is poppin'? <laughs> yeah, yes. <laughs> God, I love the seasoning. Yes. <laughs> so, topping it all off today, we've got some things including Apex Legends. What is going on with that? We've got the Oscars. What we think is going to be going on with that? And Kevin's going to be talking about country music or something else. So no, I'll we'll tell you. I will see what happens. I'll tell you what parts to skip whenever that comes around. <laughs> <laughs> Without further ado. Good deal. What's popping on the uh, movie side of things, Ashwin? Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's kind of weird. You caught me at a weird time. I uh, watched a really bad Reese Witherspoon movie. I wouldn't say really bad. It was just like one of those like movies. You ever pick them up like bottom of the, uh, what do you call yeah, it, yeah. DVD bucket? Like one of those. It's called Home Again. Came out last year. I won't say it was bad, but it's like, okay, here, here's the premise. Reese Witherspoon, okay? Okay. You love her. You know, everybody knows her. She's great. Of course, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. She's a, she's a single mom in L.A., mm-hmm. got two kids. You know, she's killing it, the single mom game. Of course, of course. Her husband, who, I mean, they're not fully divorced, but, like, he's out in New York doing the music game, so they're, like, separated. She's, like, in the acting game, whatever. Mm-hmm. But she's alone in L.A., and then her mom finds these, like, three random hot guys. Whoa. And was like, oh. oh. And she's like, oh, you know, Alice. Her name's Alice. She's like, oh, Alice, you need, you know, three beautiful young 20-year-olds in your life. <laughs> what? Living with you. And so, yes, these three guys stay at her house, and it's shenanigans. That, that, that's the premise. It was a, what a weird premise. A true <laughs> like, coming-of-age story for yeah. any bachelorette. Yeah, wow. <laughs> I mean, what okay. the heck? Not, not something I would have personally wanted to see, but, you know. But then what brought you to it? Like, just you're hanging away? out with a girl. You're looking at the red box screen. She says, hey, that, that one's red. It's got Reese Witherspoon. It's and you're like, it's just rom-com. Exactly. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, but it was good. It was, uh, I mean, good that she was there, you know. I mean, definitely helped. Yeah, that de- definitely would have helped with that one. But, uh, yeah, what else? What been... year did it come out? Last, two two years ago, 2017, actually. So oh, wow, that's not kind of, early ooh, in her year. Not too <laughs> popular anymore. <laughs> it's, Reese Witherspoon made the money and still decided to make that movie. Yeah. <laughs> That's I feel bad. Yeah, she's she's got a great career. I don't know why she would. That's what do I'm that, wondering. But, you know, I think everybody does like a, you know, make one for me, make one for them, make one for the, you know. The, yeah, the, that's the gr- real. The girls yeah. that can afford like a two dollar DVD. <laughs> this is like, for the girls the, back home type the of girls movie. Back home. It's kind of like it wasn't like who was in Battleship. Remember that movie with like Rihanna and like was it Bruce? That sounds Will- really was it Bruce familiar. Willis? Yeah, maybe it was like Rihanna do that. Why? I'm telling you right <laughs> oh, now. Gosh. It was like basically it was like Master and Commander, but a modern take involving aliens oh, and Rihanna. Wait, I remember this. Yes. The trailer was like what specifically was way too late. Too for, like we were way oh, too okay. mature as a human oh, civilization <laughs> for that movie to be out. And I'm telling you, like all I remember is like the hot take and like the uh, the sizzle reel for the trailer would be like Rihanna just a face of her and she goes. Fire. And then the cannons all go off. It's like, I'm telling you, this is That's it was so the, dramatic. It was the darkest point in human it's, history. It's on my but list. I'm adding it. Just yeah. for the sake of Battleship, yeah. Battleship. Battleship. It's, uh, it's cinematic. More, it's okay, more actual things that are popping. Uh, let's talk about the favorite. Have you guys seen the favorite? I have not yet, but I'm Please. a fan of Yorgos Lanthimos. Yes, yes. Yorgos Lanthimos, <laughs> the director who did uh, Lobster, Dogtooth, mm-hmm. uh, Killing of a Sacred Deer, which was incredible. Mm-hmm. All through all three Which one was his best, though, you think so far? Ooh, of the things he's made? Yeah. Uh, the I want to say Killing a Sacred Deer just because of, like, it's 
it's shot way more as a thriller, whereas like mm. the favorite's way more subdued. It's way more controlled. But the yeah. production on the favorite is phenomenal. Like really? How, wait, how so? Just the costumes are over the top. So it's like this kind of Victorian eighteen hundreds, mm. right? You know, you mm-hmm. got like wigs. This whole. I mean, I mean, you've seen a bunch of movies that do that, but like, yeah. this goes on a whole another level. Like we're talking like the Shining level of like you know this. I don't know if Yorgos built this castle, but he straight up built. This palace, uh, and you got these like secret tunnels, and like you know, girls walking here, girls walking there, and just like it's like this total woman power, awesome movie, really, 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 really good. Sounds amazing. So good. It's basically um, Olivia Coleman vs. Rachel Weiss versus uh, Emma Stone, kind of. Whoa. This. Yeah. Whoa. Right. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. What premise. I'll just throw out the premise out there since some mm-hmm. of y'all haven't seen it. Yeah. Yeah. But basically, yeah. Olivia Coleman plays a queen, uh, but she's uh, solo dolo, no, no, no king in sight, which is awesome. <laughs> But uh, we've got this lady, I guess, uh, I forget what her official title is, but she's kind of like her right-hand woman. Rachel Weisz is like, you know, the kind of political power for Olivia Coleman. So it's mm. like, you know, when I got to be doing my queenly things, I, I come to you and you like... The queen's me. hand type yeah, of a thing. The queen's you know? hand. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So that's Rachel Weisz. And she's been like doing that thing. And you don't really know like how deep that relationship goes, but you know that it's tight and they're like super close. Oh, for sure. And like everything, you yeah. know, like nothing gets between them. Right. And then you have Emma Stone who plays this commoner. And uh, she literally gets dumped at the front of the palace. That's essentially how the movie starts. Like, her dumped in the mud. She's on front. And then she's like, all right, well, I need to get a new job. So she tries to work in the palace. And she kind of, like, finesses her way up to the Queen's Curry favor. You know, whatever you want to nice. call that. Yeah, a little ladder climbing type of thing. Right. Yeah. But then Rachel Weisz is like, uh-uh, this is my spot. This is, you know. So it's it's one of those. They struggle all, of power struggle type of power. thing. A whole but a little bit of, you know, lesbian eroticism. Ooh. It's pretty, it's, it's it's great. It I won't say any more. I'm intrigued. That I'm sounds very intrigued. really cool. Very, very yeah. good. Weird. Yeah. It's the same guy I did. Uh, yeah, it's or, Killing a Sacred Deer same. and uh, The Lobster. Uh, oh, well, yeah. Do you remember The Lobster? That was 20... <laughs> 15. Lobster, I still think about it every now and then. You know what I mean? It's such yeah. a wild the, movie. The, the, wild scene, the scene with the toaster. Do you remember that? Yes. The scene with the toaster. You cringe so hard every time. But it's just like a good kind of cringe. It's just like yeah. a, only a Yorgos kind of cringe. Uh, I feel like with Yorgos movies, the first time you watch them, it's very serious and very just like so much at once. Right. Second time, it's hilarious. Well, so that's the thing is his inspiration is all like Greek tragedies, which are tragic mm-hmm. comedies, right? So yeah, it's kind yeah. of like. There's a there's a gravitas to him where it's like oh mm-hmm. this is like really hardcore and there's a lot of exactly. layers to it. It's like making light, but then it's like yeah. you know what no this really pokes fun at like you know human nature and exactly. like just goofy rant like lesbianism like that's chill mm-hmm. like happened in the 1800s <laughs> happens now whatever yeah. man like it is what it is you so know like what it is. The la- last summer I worked at a really like like a super small Mediterranean cafe you know sure, what I mean sure. and one of the cooks there coolest guy I ever met but he's like right. this really wild skater kid right who like chain smokes cigarettes he Ooh. loves heavy metal sure. okay. and he's the one that got me into Yorgos Lanthimos oh, wow. like okay. he, he'd be cooking like falafel and shit you know what I mean <laughs> he'd be like have you heard the lobster <laughs> and then because of him I watched, like, are you like, making me lobster and he's like no <laughs> <laughs> but because yeah. of this guy I got in this like like the filmography of Yorgos and just yeah. fell in love so my personal favorite is Dogtooth Dog I love so Dogtooth good. tell us about Dogtooth Dogtooth oh. is just absolutely wild. It kind of pokes fun the whole just like nuclear family idea, right? Just the insular family and just like how like, you can control your kids and that like, kind of comes up again how much protection you can give your kids. You know what I mean from the yeah. outside world, and it's just absolutely fascinating how much power parents can have over their kids. You know what right. I mean? Right. It's just absolutely insane and just like has that creepy Yorgo style. But mm-hmm. the same time you watch it, it's funny because it pokes fun at so many things we face on a regular basis with our own families. Right. Mm. He yeah. does, uh, it's a lot of, I mean, he loves irony, right? Like, irony is oh, like absolutely. the number one instrument. So it's like situational, verbal, mm-hmm. like, you know, the timing. It's all about timing of absolutely. the scenes and everything. But uh, yeah, so favorite, obviously, like, has been sweeping a lot of different awards. So we're looking at the Oscars. Mm-hmm. It's gotten a lot of uh, noms and all those kind of things. But we'll see. I mean, it's a little bit 
radical for the Oscars. Yeah, nothing, pretty edgy for the Oscars. I mean, nothing Yorgos yeah. up until this point has gotten as many noms. This is the first mm-hmm. one to have quote unquote mainstream uh, sort of marketing and exactly. appeal and all these kind of things. But again, it's like Victorian, this, you know, the lesbian aspect of it mm-hmm. too. Just, you know, we'll see how that goes. I'm Weird. not trying to rub that aspect, but it's just like, that's the ending, right? But like, it kind of leaves you on a weird note, and it's like, whoa, you know, there's like a very. As all those movies do. Right. You know what yeah. I mean? All of yeah. them leave you on a really strong note, and you just like feel this strange feeling in your gut, and you don't know what to do with that. It's, yeah, that's, that's something that I've like kind of come to term with lately is like movie, like, I always hated movies that like whenever they'd end, like a lot of like Darren Aronofsky movies are like that too, where you'll like watch it mm-hmm. and you'll be like, God, I feel so terrible and just. Empty and yeah. dirty, yeah. and then you're if like, you want to hate yourself that's the whole for a dream. That is, oh that. my, that's the scariest movie I've ever seen. <laughs> that is by far the scariest movie. It's the ultimate horror yeah. movie. Yeah, because it's like you it's can real. watch. Yeah, it's, it's real, absolutely man. real. It's, it's so real. All you know facing I mean? like yeah, it's all just chasing yeah. that high, ab- but like literally or in terms of like chasing I, the can high. Can I have like, a little geeky moment here? Yeah. Yes, Cinemat- okay, cinematography all over that movie, great, so good. The best thing about that, right? It's like okay, so you've seen hundreds of movies that talk about drugs, and it's like okay, drugs, drugs, whatever. But like that movie. You know, he shoots himself. You see all these like really interspersed cuts. Mm-hmm. You know, the eyes dilate. The like, you oh see yeah, the blood yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like that montage, so good. The soundtrack, you know, like pairs in really well. It just Clint. gives you the ultimate set of chills. Yes. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it just totally takes over. The number one movie, like if you want to capture the, the closest the, way, yeah. the best parts and the worst parts of being on drugs, like that movie, like mm-hmm. nails it. for sure. Yeah, like to it's, a T. And by it's far, the soberest person guy getting agree. high on heroin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we can all agree the scariest person in that movie is the mother and her issues. Well, yeah, Ellen Burstyn, and she's a phenomenal actress. I mean. Uh, yeah, so in that's thing, a scary storyline, well, in my own opinion. So yeah, because that one is like because she lived the perfect life, right? And then just those prescription drugs just took over her well, entirely. That's the know? thing; it's like about addictions and like yeah. that addictions. It's not heroin. It's not you know coke, mm-hmm. or like crack or whatever. But like this is like you know diet and uh, you know like your weight obsession and all these kind of mm-hmm. things. Like what personal people image, think about all that kind of personal stuff. image. Yeah, that's like the most real obsession which every one of us have. So mm-hmm. and it's yeah. like even one of those things where she was so obsessed with like her son and like having the best for him and all that, and it was like. That, like the reason that she couldn't have it was why like it almost drove her insane because like right. he was our it's like it almost like kind of reads like that whole thing of like predestination is like were they even from the get go were they exactly. did they even have a chance of ever like being able to get out of it or right. type of stuff it's there's like, a there's that scene remember one of the scary scenes for that movie for me um, she's like on that awards show she dreams about the awards show all the time oh my god but the very really? last one they all do a song and dance and that like the fridge comes alive and is like yeah. chomping at her and it's, it's so it's terrifying such it's a surreal trip. man I'm, yeah, yeah uh, that Yorgos and yeah Darren that's a good comparison for yeah. sure yeah they got that super like dark but surreal and it's right. just so he, crazy uh, I mean we can talk about it's not that popping but recently pop or, <laughs> <laughs> kind, kind of kind of popping but Mother okay Mother was a big deal so when it came out right poppin'. yeah Mother. oh I loved Mother honestly, I love Mother too but sure. like a lot of people hated it though okay so here's the thing with Mother here's why elaborate please yeah I mean here's why here's why it's divisive right it's like Okay, so with all of Darren's things, he has a point, right? Like, Absolutely. Like, uh, where sure. Requiem was more subtle and, like, kind of made you feel the point and didn't, like, say yeah. it to your face. Mother says it to your face. Mother Absolutely. is straight up, like, you know, this is Mother Earth and you're kind of bastardizing you're, you it. You are killing Destroying her. it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, and it gets violent, gets, you know. It's uh, so jarring, so in your face. It I makes mean, you feel so weird and so bad. It's like so blunt. Yeah. Like, there's war, there's, like, baby, whenever you see a naked crushing. baby, yeah, being yeah. paraded, and that's yeah. whenever I was like, all right. <laughs> I, I need to it's start going to church. Movie, I was like, shit, I need to start recycling. <laughs> this is messed up. Yeah, yeah I mean, that, that movie did a way better job than, like, Avatar. Do you remember the PSA that Avatar was? <laughs> I'm sorry we're talking about it. This is the what's not popping part of the podcast. Avatar is not popping. Never popping. Why are they making a second one? Decade later, what is this? Four on the way. James Cameron is sticking to it. I'm all about Avatar lore. I read about it all the time. (laughs) It's really cool. There was. 
You know, not that we should Call talk me. about it here. There was a lot of fanfic that came out of that. It was weird. Blue Man, people, really the blue people thing like took off. The Navi. Yeah, exactly. Oh, wow. Remember <laughs> that? Oh he God. pulled the lore out, bro. Well, He's got the lore. Meanwhile, Kevin over here. Is, yeah, he's like fanfic printed it's really out in just his blue Pocahontas. Here, guys. <laughs> Avatar. Okay, the best thing to come out of Avatar, and we're we're going on a big tangent here, but okay, what the only thing, one of the few things popping about SNL ever is the papyrus skit. Have you guys ever seen that? Okay, anytime Ryan Gosling is on SNL, it's one of the best things in the world. Okay. Yeah, yeah, of course. And the papyrus skit is phenomenal. Okay, the whole premise of the papyrus skit is like. Ryan Gosling just living a normal day, and then and his, his fake wife or whatever this gets like, mm -hmm. hey honey, what's going on? And he's like, the Avatar logo. He was using the Microsoft font papyrus, <laughs> and, then, and for like the next like ten minutes, just him like raging about papyrus, and it's great. And <laughs> you really need to watch. Is. I gotta see this. Probably the best thing ever Avatar related to have come out in the world. Um, <laughs> that's the sequel right that, there. That's, that's, the, that's the sequel we needed. <laughs> that, yeah. <laughs> Sam Worthington, wherever you are, please uh, I know. don't do it again. Just, yes. just get out of here, please. We're, we're done. We're good. Oh, Sam Go back to jumping off a building. I know. Yeah, the man on the, the ledge or, the ledge or yeah. something. Yeah. Was, <laughs> we, wow, that was a deep reference. I'm glad you got that. Oh, for sure. I totally got it, man. <laughs> Sam Worthington was the hottest biscuit in the oven Two, for a while. A, yeah, 12. That was a weird Yeah, it went, weird like, as soon as I saw him in Black Ops or whenever he played, yeah. the character, I was like, this guy's going big. Yeah, and then they had him in Clash of the Titans, everything else. Like, this is it. We yeah, got I a DiCaprio like, on our hands. Ac action poster boy, and it's like, Sam, that's yes. you. Yeah. And then he just. Who is action poster boy these days? I don't even. Like, who do you who do you call? I mean, Jason Statham, you can, you're like, hey, yeah, I guess buddy, so. Like, he's old. He's he's not that young. Okay, player. I mean, okay. action was not big let's, anymore. Let's, so let's like... bring it back to what's popping. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of the, course. the Meg. Have you guys seen The Meg? <laughs> yes. I have not yet. Oh, Movie okay. of the Year. Yeah, right. Okay, so no one knows what's up. 2018, The Meg came out. I won't throw it in like, you know, top 25s or whatever. It's good on its own top right. Top 30 for sure. Yeah. <laughs> top 30. Yeah, he's right. Okay. The Meg is like, it's, okay, so Sharknado, we've seen the corny shark movies, you know, uh, what was it, Deep Blue, all these, all those yeah, bad yeah, yeah, shark yeah. movies. But the Meg takes it to a whole new level. It's like almost like. Like in a good way or a bad way? Chinese proportions of crazy. Like, you know, you know the Great Wall that Matt Damon did, but it was kind of mm, bad. Yeah, but this yeah. is like. <laughs> As as batshit as that, but good in all the right ways. Really? Okay. So, so over the top two agree we're still really good and awesome and yes. just fun to watch. Yes. Jason Statham okay. just like no no shit's given. God. So here's the premise. He here's can the... swim, I'm telling you, man. <laughs> he, <laughs> he's a human seal. It's unbelievable. He swims. Okay, so here's the premise. He's okay. out swimming he megalodon. Swims. No, I was, I'll tell you what he swims again. All right. <laughs> it's called his funny sentence. So. Sorry. It, it okay. So the movie's called The Meg. Everybody should go watch it. You can probably pick it up like Redbox, Netflix, mm -hmm. wherever, whatever. Two dollars, three dollars, something like that. Worth worth those three dollars. Honestly, yeah. because it's Jason Statham. He's you know bumming around in Thailand, not giving a crap, whatever. Why is he in Thailand? Just... It's okay. So it's explained that he used to be like this ex deep sea diver, like okay. guy, the greatest in the world. The, he can save the, anybody. He yeah, can save what? anybody. Yeah. He can save anybody. I mean, it, it's that's kind of cool. It's Jason Statham. Of course, he can save yeah. anybody. Yeah. Right? He proves but, himself. All, but over then and over what again. happens yeah. is, is there was like this one mission that happened a year ago or something, and this uh, like his mentor or something dies on it, <laughs> and so like. He got like bad flack from the company that he was working at, mm -hmm. and like the investor that like you know hired him and all these kind of things was like, no, you're like exiled, so he's like bumming in Thailand. Yeah. But then what happens is, is this young Chinese girl like comes in and they're like, oh, we're gonna do some super cool research, and they're doing research really deep down there because they think that they found like this, mm -hmm. uh, I think like the uh, what is it, the bones to the megalodon, which is like kind of oh. the oldest species of shark or yeah. whatever. Yeah, ever. big boy. Right. So they're like doing this deep sea mission, and they're like, oh, we need like 
an expert with us. And, and so they need to call on Jason, right? So it's like, all right, the investor is like, and so the, in, fact, in fact, what happens is, is the investor guy is Rain uh, Rain Wilson. Uh, from, oh, yeah. Are you uh, serious? From the office. Yeah, you didn't watch this. It's he's got a beard and everything. I am again. so sold at this point. Right. It's Rain Wilson, but he's Rain trying Wilson, to play. Rain Wilson, Jason Statham, Megalodons? Like, yes. what the fuck? Right, right, right. right. So here's the best part about it. Rain yeah, Wilson, yeah. he plays like almost PIMP levels of like, you know, just over the top, like mm-hmm. Boston, like just money hungry, money corporate, hungry, yeah. corporate, like, yeah. oh God. I, I don't know. care what price it is. I need that. Yeah. The like kind of guy that would like wear a hat backwards. A hundred percent. Yeah. For the edgy. Uh, anyway. So, yeah, like, yeah. so Rain Wilson's in it. So he's like, oh, okay, I'll pay, you know, billions of dollars and I'll get Jason mm-hmm. Cena back. I all paid whatever. So he gets him back. And Jason's like, oh, you better you better not do this again. It's you know, cockney British accent where he's like, oh, yeah, of course. you know, I, I ain't never doing this again. And <laughs> I'll breaststroke my way towards you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so ends up, he ends up saving this, like, really, really cute Chinese yeah. actress. And, yeah, great stuff. Uh, there's, like, a little kid involved, too. The kid's, kid's probably the best act, actor in the movie. She killed like, it. The kid mm-hmm. kills it. Uh, I Made think that was her like only movie there. ever and she, best part of the movie. Anyway, wow. the, the Meg is one of those, like, you need someone with your friends. You, you kind of want to laugh. You want to choose some popcorn and maybe get drunk. That, the Meg, do it, please. Well... I mean, like, I guess I, I have to do that now, like sold. Friday night or something. Sold. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Friday you, you night. I'm sold. To, yeah. that is, Friday night. That, that is popping in a way. It's a little bit old, but it's it's, it's definitely it's still, popping. still popping out there. Speaking on the of popping, what's happening in the gaming world? Nolan? Yes. Whoa, we're going all the way. We're already there. That's we're there. happening now. Okay, okay. All right, gentlemen. How do you feel about the whole... The, the whole gaming industry right now, the battle royale. Where, where does that put you? Oof, oof, Fortnite. Yeah, we're done with that. I don't. I don't need no more that. We you don't actually, wanna... I played it once. Got my ass handed to me, and I put it since. Uh, yeah. So here's yeah. here's how I here's my so... here's my thing with Fortnite. No no excitement at first. Then Thanos is involved. Like, oh, this is awesome. Yeah, I know. And then and then it was articles from Forbes like how your mom is going to be teaching you Fortnite. I'm like, no, we're done. We're, we're, I know. Take, take that's it away. <laughs> that's <laughs> a crash. <sighs> Yeah, that alone is a whole different rabbit hole. Oh, like, Lord, like, yeah. like people were like getting like hiring like tutors for their kids to start like taking like Fortnite lessons and all Are that. Are you serious? One hundred percent. It was like it's basically like the new learning the piano type of thing now. People, but have just got, Fortnite itself. Yeah, learn how to build it's so the sad whole that deal. Video yeah. gaming has reached like oh it used God. to be a nerdy thing, but now every now and then you get these weird like mainstream blips, like Pokemon Go, which is another. Yeah. Like it was, it was actually bad when it came out. It got a little bit better, but like you know there was so much hype around that first week mm-hmm. that it just like skyrocketed. People tried it. Everybody hated it. Yeah. Mostly uniformly. So crazy. There's some diehards still playing it. Yeah. You know? Shout out to them. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, by now, I guess there's updates or whatever. Yeah, they've it actually is. done a really good job with it. They yeah. brought like player versus player battle and oh, all that. Really? They've taken that to a, that's a whole. That's also a whole different like, podcast. I played right it the there, whole yeah. two weeks whenever I first got it for two weeks. Yeah. You know I mean? And I stopped. And everyone else stopped. Because Yo, you would have been if, lame if you if weren't we playing this it. Podcast yeah, exactly. In 2016, like that trailer was the most popping. The only thing I'm talking about. It was so popping. Like Charizard, like literally in the grass, just like whoa. I haven't experienced like a moment, like a gaming moment like that. In a long time, like, cause like the whole entire like, if you're going to Paneer Bread and they've got like a sign that says like Pokemon Stop here type of thing, like, like was restaurants, stores, like, are all I remember doing going that. to the park with my girlfriend at the time or whatever, and just everyone's running around their Swarms phones. Of human it literally beings. just blew my mind. At the honestly. time it came out, I was in Santa Monica, right? In Santa Monica, yeah, yeah. Urban, LA, this pier, you know, like big amusement park, or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm chilling on the beach, and then like I turn to the pier. There's like a staircase that comes from the pier down into the sand. Yeah, and I see a hundred kids, like just like five, five to ten. <laughs> Running towards me, and I thought it was the hottest, hottest shit in the planet. So they're <laughs> running past yeah, my leg. Man. I'm tripping on them, and then, and then I, I should you not a wave of a hundred moms right after them, <laughs> just coming at my face, different layers. dodging the moms, and I like grab them. I'm like, yo, what's going on? And the mom comes up. She's like, someone found a dragonite. Yeah, it's always the dragonite. I was like, oh, Lord. <laughs> yo, 
Let me know where that actually is. I need to go catch uh, that. That's a, that's a pretty that's a pretty good catch. Tell you the truth, I would be freaking out. Oh man! Yeah, it's like so. Kids are technically growing up on Fortnite, right? Yeah, that's, that's the I'm new Pokemon. I'm really happy that I didn't grow up on Fortnite. It's weird. Like, I grew up playing Minecraft 24 yes. seven. Yeah, and like good I'm not like an old curmudgeon kind of guy. You know what I mean? I'm not trying to sound like that, but it's like you I'm kind happy of I grew are now, honestly. Yeah, because yeah. that game encouraged creativity. I mean, it was the ultimate Lego game. I'm not gonna get more curmudgeon than you, but they'll say that RuneScape was before that, and you had WoW, and you had this, and there were so many bandwagon games like. But like, you know what? Nerds. Minecraft mm-hmm. was the definition sandbox game. Like, you know, sandbox Absolutely. I've always wanted to be Minecraft since. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I don't really like Notch as a guy, but... Yeah, exactly. Good, yeah, he's good, a terrible good, human good. being, but he made a pretty so, dang so good game. game yeah. a hell of a good guy. <laughs> yeah. hours playing with my friends, you know what I mean? It's like <laughs> Lego, yeah, the video game, pretty much. Mm-hmm. But, um... But the real thing that we're building right now yeah. is this industry based on Battle Royales. What is up with that? So they got this whole thing with Fortnite and all that. And mm-hmm. Respawn Entertainment, the same blokes over there that made mm-hmm. the uh, Titanfall series, if you guys played any of those. Right. <sighs> As a personal Titanfall fan, this came at a heavy <laughs> price for me I'm because sorry. I so sorry. was very excited for a game called Titanfall 3. Yeah, yeah. And in the same announcement announcement that they weren't making Titanfall Titan 3, Knight or something like they that. came out, <laughs> no, yeah, the Pokemon, I wish. <laughs> <laughs> They're instead making Apex Legends, which came out. Have you heard anything about Apex no, Legends haven't. at Elaborate, all? No, I have please. You guys are some dweebs. What the heck? You're the dweeb about the game. Like, what the heck? <laughs> Who doesn't know about Apex Legends? you called Legend? me a weeb, and I was like, yeah. oh, 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 could you? Did you mean that? Yeah. <laughs> I am. It's okay. I'll take it. But no, that's the thing. It's like the new uh, Battle Royale they got going on. It's free to play, even if you don't have uh, PlayStation Plus, Xbox Live. Oh, like, really? Respawn Entertainment made it that way to work. They're, bat- they're straight up going at Titan, or uh, I wish it was Titanfall, at Fortnite. But that's the thing. It's um, It's something else. Let me just tell you that. It's got the same type of, like... It almost kind of compares to the Black Ops 4 blackout mode, if you know what's yeah, going on with all yeah, that, where they're that, definitely yeah. going for like more of like an arcade shooter with it. Like, it's literally just Titanfall, but with now the Battle Royale thing. And it's cool and all that. They got the Rainbow Six, like, I don't can yeah. I can, can I hit you on like a really deep no, question do here? It. So no, shooters, like, are we saturated? Like, what, what, where do we go from here? Like, what's left? Like, I think we're just gonna keep draining the the whole. I mean, it's either shooters, Hunger Games type of like. It's either shooters or like you know pull something out of the nostalgia you know nostalgia well. So it's like you know the uh, what is it Kingdom Hearts three, which I mean, good game and like mm-hmm. you know much needed sequel, but like definitely like cashing in on like. Ten years of hype and you exactly. know, Disney nostalgia, like, yeah, nostalgia, a lot of nostalgia. I mean, people mm-hmm. are. Oh yeah, no, for sure. Like it's there's nobody's playing that game. I, I mean, I'm, I'm sure there are Can people I'm playing sure. that game for like. Offended, I have it, but yeah, yeah. Do no, you no. like it? Uh, yeah, I mean, if, I you if, okay, visually, if there's nothing that'll top it, I think this. I'm I like that game is one of the most beautiful things I've ever laid my eyes. It does really. Like, yeah, like it's 100%. like you're watching a Toy Story or like a Pixar movie straight from the, the movies, whole time. Yeah. Like even the cutscenes, it's like the same graphic quality in and out, which is like something Square Enix has strived to for like over a decade and like yeah. this movie is a testament to that 100%. it really even they have like a parts of the caribbean like section Oof, and all the that pirate it, thing is so smooth it so all good. yeah you, it's almost like everything about assassin's creed but just better because disney and you know mm-hmm. everything so like yeah. you get to commit command ships you get to hop on other people's ships beat them up you know and it's all just like smack a, them with a big ass key that's the yeah, that's the craziest <laughs> thing about that game is that you can literally do all that and then also be chilling with like donald duck and then yeah. be in like toy mm-hmm. story or whatever like it's yeah that's i'll get I don't yeah, like it, but yeah, I, I I never grew up with yeah. Kingdom Hearts. Honestly, so, I, I grew up playing like Tony Hawk games twenty four seven. Right, underground. Minecraft all day. and Tony Hawk's like all I fucking played growing up. So it's, Tony Hawk actually like mm-hmm. music. We owe so much to Tony Hawk. Oh punk, my god, punk like almost. I'm, I'm not saying punk is dead, <laughs> but punk came back again in a weird way just because of Tony Hawk. Exactly. Yeah, you'd be like hitting half pipes and grinding real, to listen to Black Flag and some Goldfinger. Like, the films are so cool. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, God, like. 
Honestly, I think half my personality I have like today is impacted because of the Tony Hawk video game. Those oh were like Tony Hawk two, like when you have the infinite jump and you're just like you just oh holding the, holding the melon jump and you're just going points points like, points. When points. I was a little kid, I was like in my all street with a skateboard trying to do ollies for hours. Bring them back to video games. Yeah. Cheat codes, bring them back. We need them. God, they happened. made the game so much fun. Yes, cheat codes. Mm-hmm. Were it brought huge. so much entertainment to the game. You know big what head I mean? mode. What happened to big head? I mode? know. Yes, yeah, slappers. Oh the whole deal. I know. Yeah, paintball. Like another cheat code that. I really, really loved as a kid. Uh, if you ever play Ratchet and Clank, so I'm like a big platformer guy. So Ratchet and Clank. Oh, yeah. Right. Okay, so he smacks people with a wrench because you know every character's got to smack something with somebody big. Yeah, because exactly. Of, like, big... Okay, so in that one, it's a wrench, but there's a cheat code. You could turn into a dual dual sided lightsaber, and it was like, you know, what? That's yeah. pretty yeah. Yeah, Pretty rad for we like. Can a... do that? Yeah. <laughs> like what? That's a one egg of a code. I'm telling you, man, cheat codes like an un- underrated. Really poppin' feature. We need to bring it back. I know, yeah. The only like 100%. the only really games that do that now are like Rockstar, like mm-hmm. game like Grand Theft Auto and Red Dead are really and the also, only modern day. Yeah, it's been like bringing things back from the grave when I'm in. Yeah, they were. I kind of miss yeah. like cooperative like couch multiplayer. Yes, totally. Because like I I remember when Borderlands came out. Can Battle Royale be like my, Battle Royale on the couch? Like yeah, they, like you know Battle yeah. Royale couch. But I remember when Borderlands came out. Me and my best friend would just sit there and play for an entire weekend nonstop right. with the Doritos and the Mountain Dew and shit, and just play Borderlands game. all weekend together on we our all, couch. We all owe Call of Duty Modern uh, for Modern Warfare because of that. Like split, oh split screen multiplayer yeah. was like defined. By all modern, day. Uh, mm-hmm. And Halo and Halo and Halo. Oh yeah, true, and true. Goldeneye, bro. We were just talking oh, about. It. I was gonna say you, if you're taking it back, that you just mentioned it. That was the Let beginning, me tell you yeah. guys. Oh, Goldeneye. Oh. Goldeneye is a, I think, a great game. Yeah. But however, mm. the world is not enough on 64 is better. I'll admit it, guys. The world is not enough. Yeah. That doesn't even exist in my my realm. I didn't even really? know that was a thing. Yeah. Oh, my God. It was like based off the is not that an, as I was good say, movie, <laughs> but on the same 64 console. Yeah. And it had like more guns, You're bigger saying levels, better. and everything. It was so much better. In a way, actually, yeah, the best thing that came out of the James Bond uh, franchise as a whole, the James Bond games. To be oh, honest. my God. Nightfire. Yeah. Nightfire. Fendon. Agent Under Fire. Yeah, Agent Under Fire. So good. Oh, Everything or Nothing. I can name so many of them. Sorry. Well, that, from Russia with weird, Love, the third weird game. I know. That's what I'm saying. Do you guys know all these random like James Bond? Bond games, so, but y'all ne- didn't play Apex Legends right so now. Let's, we should set some precedent for this precedent for this whole uh, gaming segment because, like, I was an Eastern gamer mostly. Like everything that was like a PlayStation thing. So a lot of the Japanese stuff, right? But then oh, also sure. anything like PlayStation, PlayStation exclusive. That's yeah. kind of what I. Mm-hmm. Up on. I know there's some people who are like Xbox exclusive, and you know your your Gears yeah. of War, your Skyrims. Oh your, yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah. Which yeah, actually yeah, Skyrim yeah. got ported everywhere. So that's it's on the toaster now and yeah, everything. Now, now. Now. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Uh, can I make a random plug? Actually, I actually for. would prefer if you did. Yes. Okay. So speaking of Skyrim, or, so okay. So I actually run a radio show about video game music, and it's called Skyrim Radio Edition. Oh. Because <laughs> we've now ported Skyrim to radio. <laughs> That's a running joke. Uh, shout out to Todd Howard for that one. But, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to talk about Todd Howard right now. So that that our, whole fallout. The logo, the logo of our show is Todd Howard. Are so you serious? That's amazing. Yeah, it's beautiful. Come check out the show Saturdays. At, Was it uh, our show? Uh, I have a co-host, Chris. Yeah. Oh, cool, yeah, cool. Uh, but yeah, Yay, so we Chris. do uh, modern games, uh, some classics. You know, I grew up on the N64 nice, titles, yeah, so a lot of those too. You know, going from Koji Kondo all the way to more recent stuff Ooh. like uh, Bear McCready, uh, Mick Gordon. These are all composers. Whoa, yeah, yeah. We're yeah, talking yeah. composers. So I was gonna say, like, do I've... you know who Mick Gordon is? It depends on what. Uh, he's made. Did you ever play Doom? Yeah. Bethesda Doom. Like the the new Doom. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. heavy metal, like yeah. shredding. That Doom. was yeah. Mick Gordon. Like Mick Gordon is Very like the cool definition game. of metal in video games. So, yeah, I'm all sorry, about hard that. aesthetic, hard so, as nails. So, yeah. so, so, so good. So like, if you're into that kind of thing, I'm doing a heavy metal episode in video games, and so we'll talk about that. So when is that show? The show is 6 p.m. Uh, every uh, 6 p.m. on Saturdays every week uh, on WIUX, which uh, we, FM or B side? Uh, FM. 
Oh, well, right on. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So no, no swear words. All, all wholesome, good video game content there. Just God and, and video also, games. I'm all about that. Yeah, yeah, that's what we're here for. Stardew Valley. It's as wholesome as it gets down there. Mm-hmm. You got your carrots, yeah, and you got your music. That's it. Right, well, you so heard it here first, folks. That's where you need to be whenever you're not listening to this, you know. Uh, oh, yeah. Really quick thing about what's popping in games. Smash, 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 smash. Really? Smash. Do you have a Switch? Are you switching right now? I'm not switching, but uh, it's one of those things, like, if you're in college and you know somebody who has a Switch, you're all going over to his place. Yeah, her place. I know. That really is, like, the new Wii. Yeah. I love that, you know, a lot more uh, women games, you know, Manning Peach and Kirby and whatever Let's the heck, go. You know? Let's go, ladies. It's great. Like, just... Yoshi, I, even? Smash, it's, like, it's great. Like, that community, like, is, is bringing it for, like... I don't know how to describe it's Nintendo. Like, they literally are just yeah. the. Like, they're, they're the masters of bringing everyone together. The only on the thing couch, that makes having a good yeah. time. Mario Kart you know like I mean? and Smash are like the games where like you can talk about those uniformly to everybody. Like Kingdom Hearts, that's like, that's some geeky yeah. weeb thing, yeah, you know. No. But no, but like everyone's playing yeah. Mario Party. Everyone's yeah. playing Mario Kart and Smash. It's just the ultimate so bring people together at your house. That's and have a where good he, time. That's where they must have thought of ultimate. That's where it came from. It's the ultimate. <laughs> it's the it's the whole package, bro. Yeah, it's the whole deal. <laughs> oh man, Smash is great. I uh don't have like a. Where would I rank it? Oh, that's a good question. Let's see. Um, in terms of Smash games or in terms of yeah, like let's do it. Let's do the Smash games. So uh, mm-hmm. let's do. Well, Melee is top. I was about to say that's, that's the only one that matters. Get it out of the way. To be honest, I'd put it Numero <laughs> Dos. Numero under Melee. Uh, yeah, that's what I've and heard. And then probably N64 right under. I uh, N64 Smash is actually not a good. Like it doesn't hold well. Very now. bare bones. It's one of those like the very archaic feeling. And like the the characters yeah. like the weight of all of them just feels weird. Like it doesn't jump right. You know no. you you can't like grab a ledge backwards. There's so many kinks with it. But like it's great yeah. in a way. There's like a whole nostalgia aspect to it. It's Absolutely. something that you don't really yeah. realize is like kind of like outdated. And like if you unless you play the other ones, like it's like kind mm-hmm. of like Assassin's Creed. Like with the first one, you're like, man, this is really cool. This is really cool. And then you play the other ones, you're like, God, oh man, Assassin's Creed this is a whole trash. different. Yeah, yeah and you're like, I literally have been playing a broken game. Yeah. This Time. Like, mm-hmm. that's how Smash I like, grew up on broken games actually. Because what yeah. happened was, you're <laughs> a broken man. Broken okay, so games. my brother is like eight years older than me, right? Sure. And our rooms are right next to each other. Okay. Of course. And so growing up, he would get the newest system, I would get his old system. Mm-hmm. So mm. he had the PS2 in his room, I had the 64. He got the Xbox, I got the PS2. PS2 yeah. Yeah, so like. I'm glad he gave you the classics, though. Exactly. Fine. So that's how I grew up on all these old games. They're they broken. They're, uh, you know. They're, they're <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, watch broken was very yeah. quotations around that. Sure, sure. So give us but an I example of like, like, one of your favorite broken, you know. Oh, I mean, of course, Goldeneye, obviously. Yeah, very broken, and, and very great. Of course, the old Smash. Yes. And then Jet Force Gemini. Yeah. You know what I mean? And oh just like my gosh. all that kind of stuff. Yeah, but I remember going to like school. In the elementary school and whatnot, sit at the lunch table. Everyone was about video games. I bring up Donkey Kong and stuff like that. People are like, yes. are you playing Donkey Kong 64? You're like in fifth grade. Like, you have you good taste. Donkey Kong 64, defi- one of the defining elements of the platform genre. So, mm-hmm. one of the best. Yeah, so, it's, it's, a, it's, yeah, it's definitely something necessary, I think, in becoming a human, like a man, or yeah, even let alone a woman, you know? Like, it, just becoming yeah. a grown adult, you need becoming to have person. that experience. Let's, let's exactly, that exactly, yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But, uh, you know, platformers, bring them back. That's uh, that's popping, actually. I'm telling they're you. They're fun. Banjo, It's hopping and so popping. Uh, I'm done. All right. I'm, I'm done I know. <laughs> <laughs> there's a drinking game for you, kids. Yeah. I said, I said it it's all pop- about branding, you know? It's all about branding. It's <laughs> yeah. hopping and popping. That was my little <laughs> bring Bring platformers back, honestly. Banjo-Kazooie. Super Mario 64. I can totally get behind Don that, Kong for 64. sure. Uh, actually, yeah, on the topic of platformers, uh, Crash Bandicoot last year did get a remat- remake, mm-hmm. remaster. Insane Children, yeah. And then uh, so did Spyro. Actually, the Spyro one's really, I know, that's yeah. a real one. It's beautiful. It I makes, love it Spyro. It makes me cheer yeah. up. Yeah, Aww. it's great. That I, was my baby on so PS1, awesome. for sure, so yeah. Awesome. Mm-hmm. The fact... Yeah, even yeah, they even remastered the graphics and all that, didn't they yes. too? Yeah, it's yeah. a whole polish. But like the gameplay mm. is everything you'd expect, and like you know, graphics wise, all three of them. So what happened was like. 
you know, they brought all three of the games up to the same graphical level. Mm -hmm. So then one looks as good as three, you know, Reptos, Rampage, and all those. So, like, they all look really, really good together. It's like a, you know, three-in-one package. Great. If you have a PS4, please grab that. That is super, super popping. (laughs) Oh, you got it? It's Yeah, it's the whole deal. I heard that they, it was Mm -hmm. one of those things where they didn't really even realize it. On the PS1, they, uh, like, just because, like, that's how games really were back then was, like, whenever you'd move, the camera would be fixed on, like, Spyro and stuff. So, like, it was one of those things you never thought of, and they had to add that to the PS4 because, like, that's such a, like, contemporary thing is to be, like, the dual stick one move, one look. Yeah, And that was, like, like, a big jump for them, and it was, I don't even remember, like, it's one of those things that's crazy how, like, it's almost like the way we were thinking back then, like moving and all that and looking. And, it's and like speaking about like you know random things from the past that like you know people had to fix for. So if you go back and play the Crash Bandicoot remasters, right? So like they brought back one, uh, the Crash Bandicoot one in its entirety. And actually, if you go back and play one, honestly, it kind of hasn't held up. And it's weird because, <laughs> and I'll say why. Like yeah. it's it's one of those like I loved it, and uh, you know a lot of people at the time loved it, but it was it's kind of like. Uh, how do I describe it? Like uh, Aladdin for the SNES. It's one of those games where it's like you play it and it was hard, but just for the sake of being hard. It was one of those yeah, like yeah, ga- yeah. it was a game that was like so short, but to prolong it and make it like a thirty hour, forty hour. Like ridiculous. Castlevania One. Yeah, that's the best definition of yeah, that game. That, just one of those things Jesus where it's like Christ, just yeah. be brutally hard. Like you, you think you're jumping on a platform, but you're like one pixel off. And it's an like, invisible dude, wall. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> something like that. Yeah. Invisible walls. Like so. Yeah. So one, I will. You know, I'll I'll, I'll punch my nostalgia mm-hmm. a little bit in the face and say, the hey, hey is, man, like, I love. Like high difficulty games. Yeah, I, I'm a huge fan of those games. Yes. Agreed. Like Castlevania One, uh, Ninja Gaiden for yeah, NES Ninja as Gaiden. well. Oh my yeah, God. and of course like modern ones like Dark Souls. Dark you know Souls. I mean? It's just yeah. like I love those high difficulty games. I find Dark them way Souls. more addicting. Like, yeah. okay, of course, like I do love the very cinematic, beautiful games. You know what I mean? The ones that really take you on some kind of journey. You know what I mean? Dark Souls is like, super cinematic. Oh yeah, yeah, of course. But like the game that just kicks in the ass over and over again, yeah. keep responding, keep on dying. Just yeah. Something about that just holds the reward. It just totally brings me in. You know what I mean? Like Dark Souls, like Bloodborne, those games are like Mm -hmm. all based on just like that, like just suffering so much to where whenever you finally do it, it's like euphoria. You you, you feel it's it's the best feeling in the world. Some games related to suffering. Super Meat Boy, that was brutal. That game was ridiculous. I don't even want to talk about it. Again, platformer, but yeah. Very, very hard. That's like a, yeah, that's a very hardcore platformer. Yeah, and it's one of those like when you die, you're like, you know, smashed to a pulp. So you're like blood is all over the course. It's like one of those like, it almost crushes your soul in a very good like motivating Cute. way yeah, and exactly, it's comical yeah. it's like it's yeah. like so cartoonish like it's oh, man. but also really like Super Meat Boy's getting a sequel this year fun fact really uh, yeah check it out that's, uh, that's gonna be popping so just uh, Ooh, <laughs> to be, be popping yeah <laughs> bringing back the be. branding here but uh, <laughs> Super Meat Boy very brutal game uh, yeah, the Japanese folks like totally nailed it when it came to brutal games like everything from From Software like those guys mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's a. You hear about Sekiro Shadows Die Twice? That looks up. so oh, cool. Yeah. From yeah, software about ready to drop a bomb. I'm so excited it. for that. Forget yeah. class, forget all my extracurriculars. I'm just going to play that. That looks yeah. unbelievable, yeah. Is there a uh, question, Nolan? Is there a game that you've played recently where it was like, sorry, everybody, I'm going to hibernate for like the next couple days and just play this? Recently, I'd probably say Red Dead 2, but mm-hmm. that was only just because I felt like I just had... I, I, I had like a personal in what, duty. Uh, November? That was October? September, I think. September. Or no, it might have been October. I don't October. know. Either way, it yeah. took October, up right? some portion of my week. Yeah, when Red Dead came, yeah, there was, was so much hype, and everybody was I like, see you next game. week, and you know. Yeah, that game <laughs> exactly. was something else. It all became cowboys for a week, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. <laughs> I definitely learned how to ride a horse, right? Just playing that game alone. <laughs> I can handle my stirrups. But, yeah, it's been a while since I've had, like, a truly, like, mm-hmm. kind of as a kid, like, man, just completely just 
Yeah, I know. Just completely dedicating my life to it. And, like, speaking of Cowboys and country and all that kind of stuff, we all oh. watch the Grammys, right? Oh, gosh. Yeah. Or at least heard about what happened. Yes, yes, yes. Tell us the biggest highlight, the biggest, so pretty most much, point. I'm not a fan of the Grammys, but it did kind of shed light to something that I love very, very dearly to me. Mm-hmm. And so, when that's country music. Oh, wow. You know what I mean? Take are us are you two country fans? Uh, I'm Be honest. To, I, I may be converted. I Maybe converted. Nothing has is, nothing is sold me on it. Okay. Yet. And how about you? I'd probably rather be deaf and Ooh. then learn really? sign language. Well, buddy. All for the hot I, all <laughs> I have all notes good. for you. I have no argument. Let's get into this. Oh, he's coming at us with the thesis over here. All right, guys. So in the Grammys, Casey Musgraves did amazing in it. Like her album, Golden Hour, won Country Album of the Year, but also Album of the Year in general. Which is crazy. Yeah. And on top of that, she won an Oscar. I mean, not Oscar, God. She won a Grammy for Country Song and also Country Solo Performance. Four Grammys. Yeah, exactly. And it got me thinking, it's like, I absolutely love country music. Mm-hmm. And I never thought I would ever say that. Yeah. Take me two years ago, I was listening to only like Red Chili Peppers and like Car Seat Headrest oh, no. and like Weezer and they shit. They put out a great album last year. Just gonna... Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. But it's just okay. like, I never thought I would love country music so much. Mm-hmm. And then just for some reason, it just clicked one day and I've been obsessed ever since. Wow. Because for me, country music is the ultimate American genre. Was it this album that sold you on country? No, no, no. Actually, there was a whole other album. You ever heard of John Prine by any chance? I feel bad that I haven't. Can I uh, ask you a quick question? Of course. Are you up to date on your vaccinations? Like, are you? (laughs) Is everything? Is everything all right? Like, are you all checked up on stuff? Because I I feel like I'm clean right now. How are you voting in uh, 2020, my friend? (laughs) Yeah, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, but yeah, Casey Musgraves. No, Casey Musgraves is like. Yeah. No, no, no. Casey, like, the thing is, like, country has that bad stigma to it. You know what I mean? It yeah. really does have the whole, yeah. like, conservative atmosphere yeah. to it. <laughs> no, just, I'm, like, as a liberal college kid who goes to IU, I'm totally against that shit. But it's sure. just, like, something about country really drives me into it. So, mm-hmm. anyway. So, tell us. Yeah, so, John Prine. Right, John Prine. So, backtrack, I'm a huge Bob Dylan fan, first and yeah, foremost. huge, of course. Huge Bob Dylan fan. I can respect that for sure. Mm-hmm. And of course, so you know his album in 1969, Nashville Skyline. Right. Mm. His country album. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I was like, oh, this is kind of a twang to it. This is kind of weird. <laughs> I don't really like this when I first heard it a couple years ago. And then I'm also a big Kurt Vile fan. Oh, of course. Kurt yeah. Vile, Kurt, Kurt Vile. Vile, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so I was watching an interview with him, and he said his ultimate influence is John Prine. And I was like, this modern indie guitarist who makes the best slacker rock that I know of. Right. His biggest influence is a random country singer that barely anyone's heard of. It kind of like had That's the gears turning. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And so and then, killing it in the indie game. So. Exactly. Yeah. So then I gave John Prine a listen, fell in love. It's amazing. What was the name of the album? Tell us all. His self-title, his debut. It's just called John Prine. It's a picture of him and just a denim outfit sitting on it. Yes. Yes. Yeah, just sitting on hay. Oh, wow. But the thing is, what, what's cool Where about else it would you say? is the John Prine album, it was just I just fell in love with it. Like, all last semester, it's all I listened to. Well, not all, but it's, like, huge impact on me because it had the nice, like, lyrical work of, like, Bob Dylan, but a little bit of twanginess to kind of get your head moving a little yeah, too. Yeah, you know, a little up-down strum on Exactly, the yeah. I just fell in love with it because I love a good songwriter. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's what it tells it for me. Like I said, huge Bob Dylan fan. Yeah, that kind of is part of his shtick, his lyrics. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> He's, yeah. He tastes and, and he and writes so words. And then, like, falling in love with John Prine, I just love the whole... Just the whole masculine idea of just like this guy, like in denim, he sings to you what's happening in his life. You know what I mean? His John hardships, Prine, his downfalls. You heard it here. He's popping. Yeah, he popping. truly is. But the thing is, like, 
But bringing it back to Poppin, though, that's like 70s shit. But bringing it back to Poppin, Casey Musgraves, like, seriously, like, country is an important genre yes. that Huge. a lot of people, like, ignore, but also a lot of people love at the same time. Yeah, we're definitely hypocrites when it comes to it. Exactly. Like, at, I mean, at the end of the day, I'll still sing along to Country Roads Take Me Home. Like, exactly, it's my dang yeah. national anthem. And the thing is, like, people, like, when they think, like, oh, yeah, I, like, for example, I'm in the radio station. I'm in music committee and all that yeah. kind of stuff. And I say, oh, I love country music. People are like, get out. Oh, what the <laughs> fuck? Oh, just bad. Voila, Georgia line. I'm like, dude, every genre you can think of is has it. bad artists that kind of take over it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I can definitely understand where you're coming from. Yeah. It's hard to. It's just... Once you scratch the surface and dive into it, it's literally really quick. Six oh, yeah. nine, not popping. Can we? No, can we... <laughs> absolutely. Not. Keep keep them there. We'll take absolutely we'll take Shmurda. Y'all take, yeah. take six nine. Yeah, go yeah. back to jail. And yeah. so, no, yeah, what so. do you have against country music? Why are you like so against it? Please elaborate. I think that's where I got to draw. Is that it is the the Florida Georgia lines. It's the it's mm-hmm. the people that are like. Like that are blending the like the the genre of country that's like yeah. pop country or like like mm-hmm. even even like whenever I've listened to like modern country now it'll have like even like rap types of like drum like lines yeah, and stuff exactly. like that. I'm like yo, or, what are we doing using Kevin, an 808 uh, right seen, here? Have you seen a shout out to Bo Burnham here? Have you ever seen Bo Burnham skit where he uh, kind of makes fun of country? So he does the whole like so he's he's playing the piano yeah, or yeah, like yeah. instead of playing the piano he like and he's got this guitar track in the back and it sounds like an atypical like country song. Or, you know, and so he's coming in and he's going, blue jeans, pick of drug, cold beer. And it's like, and it's like, yeah. it, it instantly it's like, oh, okay, I see what you're doing. You're like, mm-hmm. and, this but, is but, country. but that's the thing that people poke fun at country about. I think it's like, exactly. it's like if, if uh, the dimes mm-hmm. and dozen, there's, it's mm-hmm. the dozens, like, you know, a thousand almost. Exactly. It, or it feels like to, I guess, mainstream listeners mm-hmm. or to and the thing is like, the uncultured. Yeah. Right? And so, Nolan, you said earlier, you love Red Dead too. You fell in love with Red Dead. Yeah. Right. I was definitely in the country. And Ashwin, yeah. you love Western. Right, yes, Unforgiven, Butch yes. Cassidy, yes. all that kind of stuff. All of them. So yeah. why not listen to the music that inspired all that stuff? Right. Or like surrounds that. You know what <laughs> I mean? Because I'm a hypocritical piece of crap. So we can start with Prine. I think. We'd yeah, start of from course. There, and and then... the thing is, like, I don't know. I just find it an absolutely fascinating genre. I think the whole just romantic image of that guy sitting on the hay bale, just right. playing his guitar. It's and raw. Like, yeah. You have Tom Van Zandt. You have Blaze Foley. You have Willie Nelson. All these old just country singers are just one of the coolest images in There's my mind. There's kind of a purity to it. There's kind of a beautiful, beautiful mm-hmm. simplicity to it. You know Absolutely, I mean? yeah. It's yeah. like Holds. folk singers, but they're a little bit have more edge to it. They've been more in their life. They've seen more yeah, in their life. They're, I mean? They didn't buy those jeans pre-distressed. Like, there's a yeah, reason exactly. why there's a hole in them, yeah, type of thing. But all in all, I'm just saying, like, country music it gets a horrible rep, has a horrible, like, I guess, stereotypical audience to it. Right. But the thing is, it is such a fascinating and cool genre, and the Grammys showed us this, and then some. Of Casey Musgraves so, is winning four Grammys. Do you know offhand? You don't have to say if you do, but mm-hmm. do you know what Casey's uh, um, influences were with this album? Or like, what are what are some like? No, I actually no. Uh, please elaborate. Yeah. Oh no, I'm just curious. Like, we should look up. Mm-hmm. Sorry, you all yeah. should look up what's popping. Look up what you know Casey Musgraves' influences mm-hmm. are. Those are all probably great too. I, I just I listened to the album to stand alone by itself. Yeah, and fell in love with it. So good. Yeah. I actually uh, the other day I was playing a, at the club. Uh, I was doing a disco set. And somebody mm-hmm. came up to me they're like, "Disco's not popping. Casey Musgraves is popping." And it was just like someone said that to you. <laughs> somebody came up to me and they're like, "Where is Casey Musgraves?" And and they're like, "All the gays will come if you play Casey Musgraves." <laughs> and I was just like. I was like, but the, dis- the disco that should bring the gays to you. No, no, no. But no, that's not what I said to her. But like, yeah. it, but like, it's great because Casey Margaret's, you know, people are holding her up as queen. People are like shouting mm-hmm. her name, like you know, from the mountaintops and everything. Like her, Janelle Monet, like a big year for like, you know, just 
music listeners of all ends of the spectrum, like huge, like women are killing it this year. Absolutely. So, so and also listen to Margaret Price as well. Margaret Price yeah. is like a contemporary to Casey Musgraves. Oh, okay. But the thing is Casey's album had more of like, I think more pop sensibilities, if you will, to it. Mm -hmm. Would you agree? Mm -hmm. Sure, yeah. But it's definitely. still a country album, like right. standalone, obviously. But Margaret Price is also very modern as well. And the thing is, she's way more traditional, way more that Willie Nelson style. Her biggest influence is Willie Nelson. It's amazing. But she's that liberal country singer. Like she's so cool. Like we she smokes weed every day. <laughs> Let's bring and that like back. Her album is We're like all American thing. made, and she has songs about like the pay gap and all that kind of stuff. And mm -hmm. it's just. I don't know. Interesting. I, yeah. I'm on my soapbox right now. No, I'm so we're sorry. We're here for soaps and boxes. All yeah, all but above. it's just regardless, it's fascinating. And country music, guys, is popping. So good job, Grammys. You did you did one or two things right this year. Good job. Yep. Mm -hmm. Well, you heard it here first. That's what it is. You know what you're listening to. You know what you need to watch. It's the country music. Only say you're listening to country music if Kevin asks you. <laughs> Other than that, uh, watch movies involving lobsters and... What was, and Emma Stone being a lesbian. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And play play Apex Legends. It's a good take on the uh, Battle Royale. Other than that, you can always find us here on whatever streaming service you found us on. Do what you just did again, and that's where we are. We'll catch you <laughs> Other than that, folks. yeah, you're doing great. Keep it up. You look good today. You, I, like your, yeah. I like your sneakers. And of course, and thank you so much for listening. It means so much to us. We had a good time doing this. Oh, you hope you had a good time as well listening to this. Can I say it? Stay popping? Is that, is of course, <laughs> keep it popping, stay popping. And for all things popping, come right back here, and we'll be here every Tuesday. Have a great day. Love you. Mm -hmm.